Chapter Two of Poems, Series Two by Emily Dickinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Two, Love. One, Choice. Of all the souls that stand create, I have elected one. When sense from spirit files away and subterfuge is done, when that which is and that which was apart intrinsic stand. And this brief tragedy of flesh is shifted like a sand, when figures show their royal front and mists are carved away. Behold the atom I preferred to all the lists of clay. Two, I have no life but this to lead it here, nor any death but lest dispelled from there, nor tie to earth's to come, nor action new, except through this extent. The realm of you. Three, your riches taught me poverty. Myself a millionaire, in little wealths as girls could boast, till broad as Buenos Aires, you drifted your dominions a different Peru, and I esteemed all poverty for life's estate with you. Of mines I little know myself, but just the names of gems, the colors of the commonest, and scarce of diadems. So much that did I meet the queen, her glory I should know, but this must be a different wealth to miss it beggars so. I'm sure 'tis India all day to those who look on you, without a stint, without a blame. Might I but be the Jew, I'm sure it is Golconda beyond my power to deem, to have a smile for mine each day. How better than a gem? At least it solaces to know that there exists a gold. Although I prove it just in time, its distance to behold, it's far, far treasure to surmise and estimate the pearl that slipped my simple fingers through while just a girl at school. Four, the contract. I gave myself to him and took himself for pay. The solemn contract of a life was ratified this way. The wealth might disappoint myself, a poorer prove. Then this great purchaser suspect the daily own of love, depreciate the vision, but till the merchant buy, still fable in the isles of spice the subtle cargoes lie. At least 'tis mutual risk; some found it mutual gain, sweet debt of life each night to owe, insolvent every noon. Five, the letter. Going to him, happy letter, tell him. Tell him the page I didn't write. Tell him I only said the syntax and left the verb and the pronoun out. Tell him just how the fingers hurried, how they waited slow, 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 and then you wished you had your eyes and your pages so you could see what moved them so. Tell him it wasn't a practiced writer. You guessed from the way the sentence toiled. You could hear the bodice tug behind you as if it held but the might of a child. You almost pitied it, you. It worked so. Tell him, no, you may quibble there, for it would split his heart to know it. And then you and I were silenter. Tell him night finished before we finished, and the old clock kept neighing day, and you got sleepy and begged to be ended. What could it hinder so to say? Tell him just how she sealed you, cautious. But if he asked where you are hid, until tomorrow, happy letter, gesture, coquette, and shake your head. Six. The way I read a letter's this: 'tis first I lock the door, and push it with my fingers next, for transport it be sure. 
and then I go the furthest off to counteract a knock, then draw my little letter forth and softly pick its lock, then glancing narrow at the wall and narrow at the floor, for firm conviction of a mouse not exercised before, peruse how infinite I am to no one that you know, and sigh for lack of heaven, but not the heaven the creeds bestow. 7. Wild nights, wild nights, where I with thee wild nights should be, our luxury. Futile the winds to a heart in port, done with the compass, done with the chart. Rowing in Eden, ah, the sea, might I but moor to-night in thee. 8. At Home The night was wide and furnished scant, with but a single star, that often as a cloud it met, blew out itself for fear. The wind pursued the little bush, and drove away the leaves. November left, then clambered up, and fretted in the eaves. No squirrel went abroad, a dog's belated feet, like intermittent plush were heard adown the empty street. To feel if blinds be fast, and closer to the fire, her little rocking chair to draw, and shiver for the poor. The housewife's gentle task, how pleasanter, said she, unto the sofa opposite, the sleet than may, know thee. 9. Possession. Did the harebell lose her girdle to the lover bee? Would the bee the harebell hallow much as formerly? Did the paradise persuaded yield her mote of pearl? Would the Eden be an Eden, or the earl an earl? 10. A charm invests a face, imperfectly beheld. The lady dare not lift her veil, for fear it be dispelled. But peers beyond her mesh, and wishes and denies, lest interview annul a want, that image satisfies. 11. The Lovers The rose did caper on her cheek, her bodice rose and fell, her pretty speech, like drunken men, did stagger pitiful. Her fingers fumbled at her work, her needle would not go. What ailed so smart a little maid, it puzzled me to know. Till opposite I spied a cheek that bore another rose, just opposite another speech that like the drunkard goes, a vest that like the bodice danced to the immortal tune, till those two troubled little clocks ticked softly into one. 12. In lands I never saw, they say, immortal Alps look down, whose bonnets touch the firmament, whose sandals touch the town. Meek, at whose everlasting feet a myriad daisies play, which, sir, are you, and which am I, upon an August day? 13. The moon is distant from the sea, and yet with amber hands she leads him, docile as a boy, along appointed sands. He never misses a degree, obedient to her eye. He comes just so far toward the town, just so far goes away. O Signor, thine the amber hand, and mine the distant sea, obedient to the last command, thine eyes impose on me. 14. He put the belt around my life, I heard the buckle snap, and turned away imperial, my lifetime folding up, deliberate as a duke would do, a kingdom's title deed, henceforth a dedicated sort, a member of the cloud. Yet not too far to come at call, and do the little toils, that make the circuit of the rest, and deal occasional smiles, to lives that stoop to notice mine, and kindly ask it in, whose invitation knew you not, 
for whom I must decline? 15. The Lost Jewel I held a jewel in my fingers and went to sleep. The day was warm and winds were prosy. I said, Twill keep. I woke and chid my honest fingers. The gem was gone, and now an amethyst remembrance is all I own. 16. What if I say I shall not wait? What if I burst the fleshly gate and pass escaped to thee? What if I file this mortal off? See where it hurt me, that's enough, and wade in liberty. They cannot take us any more. Dungeons may call and guns implore. Unmeaning now to me, as laughter was an hour ago, or laces, or a traveling show, or who died yesterday. End of chapter 2